the Serate, a Bleach fandom community podcast brought to you by Kenpachi's Manicure and Cuticle Salon, where we do our best to make sure your fingers look great and feel great, but we're happy to chop them off for you if the treatment isn't working. <laughs> My name is Lethan, and today I'm joined by Nomi. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> that wasn't as dark as I thought it was going to be. No, wait for the wait for the one I've got later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's not, it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. I think that was okay, it was okay, it was all right. Yeah, yeah. How are you doing? Nomi, what colour's your vibe? Um, green, because I've been doing my garden. Oh, so. nice. I like that. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go with like a, a woody oak kind of brown, I think. Oh, okay. For today. Because it's like, it's really murky outside and it's it's giving me like total almost summer vibes, so. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Did you have that heat yesterday? We did, yes, and I tell you what, I'm feeling it today without the heat because, like, now I'm like, I'm so cold. <laughs> but I don't want to turn the heating on because everything's expensive. <laughs> oh, I know, yeah. No, our sun's shining still, but it's really windy up here. Oh, no, we've got we've got the wind, we've got rain right now, actually, in grey clouds, so it's a bit rubbish. And I'm just getting, like, a draft coming in from under the kitchen door, so it's a bit crap. Uh, oh, I need to get, like, a door blocker thing to just save money on... Because nobody can afford to turn the heat on. I turned the heat on for like 40 minutes this morning and I felt guilty. Oh no. That's <laughs> where we are in the world. Anyway. Get one of those little fan <sighs> things beside your bed. Because I've got yeah. one of those. It does both cool air and then hot air. Yeah, I could do it. It's more just I just need to block off the kitchen because the back door is a piece of shit. So it's an mm. all the drive, eh, all the drafts. So I really need to get, I've got like a massive like inch under the kitchen door where just that draft comes in from. So... I'm sure we'll be able to get something on Amazon for it. It's fine. Hey. It's not. It's not like I've had to fork out three hundred odd quid for my car or anything this month. No, no, not no. at all. Bless your cotton socks. <laughs> for anybody Aww. listening, me and Nomi met at Loch Tay with two other friends of ours um, on Tuesday. And uh, and and on the way up, my car decided to get real fucking loud. And then on the way back down, I drove down with the exhaust in the boot. <laughs> yeah, it just it, it wanted a holiday too, you know. Oh, it just totally fell off. Anyway, yeah, so I drove back all the way back home like a bad boy fucking racer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, anyway, we got it fixed. Oh, good. We got yeah. it fixed. It was a very interesting call to the garage. <laughs> I bet it was. It's like, actually. what's wrong with your car? Well, the exhaust is in the boot, and the guy just burst out laughing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm pretty sure that's what's wrong with that. <laughs> oh, anyway, right, okay. I suppose we should talk about bleach then. Yeah, let's talk about bleach. Yeah. <laughs> right, let's say uh, we jump in with the uh, summaries then. Yes, let's do that. Okay, so starting us off then, we have episode 288, the final trump card, Ichigo towards a decisive battle. After finally being given a lengthy warning by Captain Creepy about taking the wrong step into Gargantia, Ichigo drops a bomb about how similar he is to Urahara before taking off, which was very good. It was very good. Anyway, yeah, Unohana follows closely behind Ichigo. Captain Kurosuchi is obviously very mortally offended by Ichigo's comment and decides he's going to make Ichigo a test subject, which is equally hilarious. <laughs> Kenpachi and Yami are locked in a battle, and just when Yami thinks he has the upper hand, <laughs> yeah. Kenpachi sees fit to mutilate it, chopping off several fingers. <laughs> Byakya and Kurosuchi have a wee chinwag about why Captain Creepy didn't go after Ichigo and Unohana when they went to the world of the living, and he states that there are better test subjects in Huikumundo. However, Byakya believes there's more. He believes that by sending Ichigo to the world of the living, they will win. On the way to the human world, Captain Unohana gives Ichigo the lowdown on Aizen's Shikai, along with some excellent advice which might help him defeat Aizen. She then threatens him so that she can walk in front, which leads to a discussion about healing and the restoration of spiritual pressure. Offering to restore it for Ichigo, she then lets Ichigo take the lead again, noting that when he's fully recovered, he may be the trump card that they need to win. Back in Wikimundo, Byakya and Kipachi start having a domestic over who should finish Yami off, honestly. These boys. <laughs> uh, which brings us into episode 289. Biako versus Kenpachi. The melee commences. Um, which, of course, brings us back to Kenpachi versus Biako. Because let's face it, Yami is only getting in the way for this. I mean, it's flirting. Come on, now, there's <laughs> no other way to describe it. 
However, not to be hard done by, oh. Yami grows exponentially. <laughs> just, honestly, this is just writing itself by now. Oh my anyway. god, no me. <laughs> This is the mood I'm in today. Uh, honestly, this is just writing itself by now. Um, Yami explains that his power comes from his anger. Mayuri warns the happy couple not to make him any more angry for it would make the autos- autopsy all that more difficult. Yami obviously doesn't know the meaning of foreplay and finally acts, <laughs> punching both Kenpachi and Byakura. We don't see the end of the fight, unfortunately, as we switch back to the world of the living, joining Hisagi and Komamura in their fight against Tosin. After a few near misses, it looks like Hisagi takes the upper scythe and looks clean to, sight, to slice Tosin in two. But the former captain escapes at the last minute, edging out of the way. Hmm. 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 I'll stop that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you won't. <laughs> Moving along to Shinji, who is cradling Hiyori in the arms. The small, feisty warrior is half the woman she was before. <laughs> oh, I can't do it. <laughs> I need to pause though. Anyway, I can make fun of these guys, it's fine. <laughs> it's good, it's good, it's good. Keep going. I've died. Anyway, um, and is seriously injured. And Shinji is glaring at Aizen. After asking Hachi to take over looking after Hiyori until Ichigo's arrive, Shinji goes to face Aizen. We don't get much from them, unfortunately, as we head back to Hisagi, Komamura, and Tosin. A simple sentence from Tosin causes confusion when Komamura thinks he's going to go Bankai, when instead Tosin turns visored. What? Yep. Tosin has undergone the holification process and now has a hollow mask. Tosin slashes at Hisagi, who falls, and he faces Komamura next. But this isn't the end of Hisagi, who was taught, ironically, by Tosin himself to always be able to take a half-inch step back, protecting him from fatal blows. He pins Tosin down, but Tosin stabs him this time and returns to Komamura, who tells Tosin that he will open his eyes no matter what. <laughs> I'm done now. And that brings us... Oh my god, that brings us in episode 290 for the sake of justice, the man who deserted the Shinigami. In this episode, the lover's tiff between Tozen and Captain Kawamura continues, and we finally get the reveal behind Tozen's cryptic justice messages. Turns out Tozen had a friend, whom he cared deeply for, who left to become a Shinigami only to be murdered by her husband. No justice was delivered, and her husband was able to walk free. Tozen only joined the Shinigami to get stronger, so he might be able to impose his own justice in the world. While this is happening, Aizen draws his sword on Shinji, and the visor explains he never opened up to Aizen, never let him get close enough, thus Aizen still doesn't know his Bankai or its abilities. Smart man, Shinji, smart man. Tozen and Komamura continue to battle, with Tozen having instant regeneration abilities. This battle appears very one-sided, but it gets even more wild when Tozen releases not his Bankai, but his Resurrection. What the fuck? Oh dear god, now appearing like some giant animated fly from some horrific nightmare, this also grants him the ability to see, which he immediately uses to berate Komamura for how he looks. Whoa, what a fucking roller coaster of emotions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> these episodes were very bitty but I feel they like were. We... they jumped about a lot didn't they I feel they like did <clears throat> and to I don't think we've really learned anything new well other than Tosin's big reveal at the end like, the fact yeah. that he's not only advised but he's an Asparta Ivanka like he went the other way yeah, plus He's everything now... about his like friend and stuff too. Well, no, because that we learnt that back in episodes, uh, back in the rescue arc when Tomo, Tosin and Komamoa, um, and Kampachi were fighting, and all of that kind of they all we've all had those flashbacks before. Yeah, but did we have it to this detail of where he wanted he didn't actually ever want to be a Shinigami? That was never his full intention? Like, he wanted to impose his justice on the world? I think it might have been expanded on, but the main bulk of it were already covered. Okay. Because they didn't... I don't think they reanimated it. They just kept the same animations from the last time we saw it. Okay. Fair. I just don't remember. That's expecting me to remember too long ago. 
<laughs> I mean, manga chapter wise, it was chapters 148, 176, and we're now in the 300s. So that was like 200 chapters ago. <laughs> okay, so that's my excuse. <laughs> uh, right, okay then. Will we uh, jump in with the manga and anime differences then? Uh, use that as a segue? Yeah, let's do that, yeah. Yeah, go for it. Okay, so starting off with episode 288, uh, this episode takes. One in three, um, one in seven eighths of a chapter. Uh, we've That's got three hundred so specific. <laughs> it really is. It's three hundred and eighty-one. Words don't just like you, and three hundred and eighty-two. The United Front Two, Disco Deck Mix, um, okay. which is only fourteen point five pages out of twenty. Okay, so I'm guessing then we've got a lot of fight filler, probably. Yes. Mm. Yep. Yeah, pretty much. Um, the flashbacks, basically padding out the episode, were all filler. Um, fight padding with Yami and Kenny. Mm. Uh, Mayori, the whole thing about Mayori wanting to dissect the 11th um, was fight filler, um, was just talking filler as well. Mm-hmm. And then also Mayori wanting to dissect Yami after Kenny cut off his legs was all fight filler. So... Really, the only thing Mayori had to say was the conversation that he had with Biakura. Hmm. Yeah. Fair. Fair. Did they still give Ichigo the advice about the gargantua and Ichigo saying that he was similar to Urahara? Oh, is yeah. All... Ichigo being a troll is yeah, definitely yeah. in both. Canon. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Love that. Okay. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, right. Um... I got one note here that stood out to me. I was like, Yami's got a tail? <laughs> like, he has a tail. He does. He has a... He has a... He, it, there's a tail there. That was like one of the things that I really noticed this episode. I was like, oh my god, he's got a tail. And then I've put, can we flip him? Like, heads or tails? <laughs> <laughs> oh god. But, I mean, he's meant to be like a millipede or a centipede or something. Right. Do they have tails? They've got those weird antennae thing at the start of their bodies, but I don't know about the end. I saw one earlier when I accidentally moved a plant pot yeah. and all the <laughs> bugs that were hiding underneath it took refuge. And there was what a centipede there. But I didn't see if it had a tail. I didn't look too much closely, closely at it. I'm just getting like the human centipede vibes now. And, like, <laughs> they're not, it's not okay. It's really no. not okay. Uh, <laughs> I guess. Uh, yeah, the tail. The tail. I mean, what it's if it's just weird? What if it's not a tail? Oh, 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 no, me. <laughs> no, me. Is that the kind of energy we're hitting today with, really? Apparently I should have so. known based on your fucking episode summary. <laughs> I don't know Christ. what I was on this morning. Uh. Oh, right, we're bypassing that discussion. <laughs> By the way, did you think that Kenpachi looked like a little bit scrawny in his animation? Like, obviously, he did a bit. I was like, yeah, he was like, it was. He was very. He didn't look like you would imagine Kenpachi to look, and no, it makes you wonder just how heavy those captains Hayori are because they always seem so much bulkier when they're wearing all the layers, Mm -hmm, and then they take mm -hmm. them off, and they're like skinny thin and stick like and you're like not what I was expecting yeah because it, it feels but it's similar to Ichigo's dad I feel like half the time he looks really bulky and thick and then the other half of the time he looks scrawny as shit and I think it's just the animation I just yeah. think that they cannot consistently draw the characters because they never get the heights right either like I've really noticed that like there's threads and threads and threads of this on Tumblr and stuff where it's like characters being certain heights next to other characters and then they comparing those characters to another and then back again like a circle and it just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, it kind of makes us feel better because they can never get female proportions right. So, you know, it's, it's nice to see that they can't true. get male proportions right either. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the whole scene with Unahana and Ichigo running mm-hmm. through the gargantua mm-hmm. the fact that Ichigo is just running with his sword 
<laughs> like he's not sheathed it or anything because he doesn't he's, just, he's technically he's still in bankai so he's not sheathed his sword he's just running there can you imagine if he tripped <laughs> i would have just got impaled by his bankai <laughs> No, Unohana's got too much grace for that. She wouldn't have gotten impaled by it. I feel like Ichigo might have impaled himself, though. It's kind of <laughs> like that teaching so kids true. not to run with scissors. Ichigo's absolutely that child that would run with scissors and get Oh, uh, don't run with your bankai, folks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, gosh. Right, I've got a question for you. Okay. Okay, Captain Creepy, when he says that corpses over here are much more interesting, what do you think he was meaning by that? Well, I suppose because they've probably been modified um, with their exposure to the Hogyoku. Mm-hmm. So if he he's probably finding all of this fascinating mm-hmm. and he's wanting to explore that and probably even try and make one himself. Can you imagine if we had another one? <laughs> Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, that's what I got. Yeah, I wasn't really sure about that one because I was like, there's still Spadan stuff on the other side too, so why specifically there? Probably he probably doesn't he get knows... the chance to go there that often. Yeah, and he probably knows that um, he has a little bit of faith in his fellow captains that there might not be any bodies left. <laughs> if he goes, like, why go to the world of the living where there might not be any test subjects left? when he can stay here where there is test subjects. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He might not want to take that risk. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Unohana made a comment that made it seem like she knew about the visards when she was running with Ichigo. I can't remember exactly what it was she said because I didn't write it down, but I think she said something like Urahara and his companions. She didn't call them <laughs> visards necessarily, but I suppose that kind of makes sense because obviously... Urahara went missing and so did all of the visors and everything so she's probably put two and two together but the reason why I wanted to call it it was just that like Unohana is really fucking intelligent mm-hmm. and the way that she's able to like connect dots and things is really I just I just really like I've started to really like she's grown on me as a character yes yeah um and the because i remember that line because i remember laughing and going somehow i don't think shinji and the gang would be appreciative of being called kisuke's gang or whatever it was yeah yeah, something (laughs) like that yeah yeah yeah. um companion i think it was companions in the dub i think so in the manga it's kisuke's uahara's group so yeah the kisuke uhara's groupies apparently (laughs) Oh, oh, which again they probably won't <laughs> think too kindly of being called <laughs> oh and actually something that we discussed last episode where because you'd made the reference that it was Orihime that couldn't restore spiritual pressure but we had the confirmation this episode that Orihime can it was Asane that couldn't it's not that she mm. couldn't it was that it would have taken longer yes um, that's what Unohana explained, which was interesting. So Orihime can like not only fully recover somebody as well as their spiritual pressure, but like I suppose if she's rejecting everything that happened to that person, I guess that would really make sense, wouldn't it? Yeah. Okay. And I I like that little bit of insight of how the healing process works. Me too. It was nice just to I like those little bit of information and law building just to kind of let us fan fiction writers actually be able to be accurate to the source material <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh. yeah agreed which and it makes sense when you think about it the physical body needs to be healed first before the spiritual pressure can be restored or the retsu however you yeah it. um that does make sense it's like if you're if you're physically injured, you're not going to have energy to run around and do stuff. You know, what I mean, if you're physically injured, you need that physical injury to recover first, and then the energy starts to return. Exactly. If you, yeah. If you think and about when you get the flu or a cold as well, like you need to physically recover first before you can then get your energy back. Yeah, yeah, and they probably have the time to do that. You know, heal up the body, send them back to their barracks, couple of days off work, and mm-hmm. just to kind of recuperate their spiritual pressure, and then they're back at it. 
Yeah. Unless they're, they're the 11th, in which they probably just get healed up and then just go straight back out to finding again. Unless they're Ichigo, in which case it's just child soldier, back out to battle, back out to battle, back out to battle, because nobody else can do this job except for you. Exactly, yep, yep. Oh, anyway. Um, yeah, I have one. I've, the only other thing I've got for this episode is a question, so I'll, okay. we can save that for the end if you've got some. I just have the smirk that Biakua yes. gave. <laughs> where, Talk to when me about he, the smirk. The smirk. I was like, where Biakua smile? The smirk. I can't even remember what it was about. I just have Biakua smirk. <laughs> and is that in the is that in the manga as well? No, if I'm looking at the right place. I didn't think so. It did seem pretty out of character for him. It just Pref. put here, um, it sounded to me like you believed Ichigo Kurosaki would be victorious. And then it's just got Mayuri's eye as if to say, no. <laughs> but yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Fair, fair, fair. Yeah, I didn't think it would be. It did seem a little bit out of character for him, but I did really like it. I thought it was cute. Yeah. Um, yeah, but very out of character. <laughs> right. Uh, Go on, what's your question? Okay. <laughs> okay. Would you rather fight one four-storey tall building-sized yami or a hundred ten-centimetre tall kimpachi? Uh, okay, that's not that tall. And that would be just like, it'd just be, I could he jump though? Like poking your eye out. I'd yeah. say the 110 centimetre tall Kimpachis. Okay. What about yourself? I don't, I, I really wouldn't want to deal with Kimpachi. Like, I'd rather take on anybody, but I, I don't care how small they are. I just know. Like, because then he could, he could just end up in places. Like, uh, no. I much rather <laughs> fight the building guy that I can see and can run away from. I mean, if it is the building guy, you could do a Rukia because, you know, he praises Rukia in being so small because you can slip unseen. So you could definitely, like, slip yeah. between his legs and just slice and dice as you go, and then he'll be a, a worm. Yeah, I'll go for the tail. Go for the <laughs> tail. <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, the, yeah, the only last thing I've got is a quick note with regards to one of the manga chapters. Mm-hmm. So this manga chapter was called the United Front Two Discorded Mix. Okay. But it was only it only had the number in the um, volumes in the Weekly Shonen Jump. It was just the United Front. Oh. Okay. But the first United Front that we had was End of Hypnosis Six United Front One, which was the Renji and Ichigo versus Eisen. And then United Front 2, red and white, was Renji and Ishida fight Zile. So it's these United Fronts, the only thing all these United Fronts have had in common is the fact they've all starred a member of the 6th Division. Hmm. First Renji and Nebiakua. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder why United Front. Hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was, that's all I've got for 288. Cool, yeah, same. I've got uh, just episode 289 then. Cool. So 289, manga chapters. We've got the remaining 5.5 pages of 382, the United (laughs) Front 2. We've got 382, too early to trust. Wait. 383, too early to trust. And then 384, one of my favourite titles. Can't Fear Your Own Sword. Ooh, interesting, because we know uh, that there's a, a light novel called Can't Fear Your Own World. Yep, and interesting. The, the thing that both of these guys have in common is, of course, Hisagi. Shuhi. yeah. Yep. Um, manga anime differences, we've got Mayori's infatuation with dissecting Yami. Again, he doesn't want to do any autopsies or dissect Yami. Okay. And then fight padding at the beginning with Tosin, Komomo, and Hisagi, including all of their flashbacks that they had, was all filler. Ooh, okay. Okay. Is that it? Yep, that's it. Okay, that that 
demolishes one of my points that I had there where I was like, is Captain Creepy's only personality trait about dissecting and getting test subjects? <laughs> so that at least gets rid of that. that can, yes. That can go. I'm like, is that seriously all he's about? That's just like, it's, that's, yeah, anyway, it's fine. Yeah. Poor writing, but I'm, I'm glad that it's not actually canon. <laughs> okay, 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 but, 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 but. Biakia versus Kimpachi, who would win? Oh. oh. <laughs> I don't know, because if they made it fair and Biakua wasn't allowed to use Shikai and he wasn't allowed to use Kido, then Kimpachi would probably win. Oh, yeah, 100%. But, like, as they are right now. As they are right now, I think. Biakua because he's a lot more well-rounded and he can do he's got his he's got his fingers in many pies as they say <laughs> I agree with you that was my my reasoning as well is that see if uh, it's just because Biakua is also a keto master yeah you know I mean like he's just got he's so got so much more going for him than Kipachi is just pure brute strength uh-huh. and I don't think that brute strength is enough to overcome all of the techniques and abilities that Biakya has. I think if you took if you took Biakya's um Kiro abilities off of him and he only had the Shikai and Bankai, I still think then that would be that would be a more even match. And yeah. Kenpachi might win that. But when you throw in the Kido, no, I feel like Biakya would win. But yeah, I wonder, actually, sure. I might attach a... If I remember, I might attach a poll to this episode and we'll see what the listeners think. So oh. if you listen to this on Spotify, there should be a little poll attached to this episode. You can give us your thoughts. There you go. Uh, type it now. <laughs> because <laughs> Dell's editing. I think it's just so. like... A, oh, yeah. I think it's just like, a, a, like you can only click one or the other. But it would be just interesting to see if people would agree with us or not. But I'm going yeah. to say that... I'm going to pose a question of the characters as they are. Byakuya with his Shikai, a Bankai, and his ability to use Kido and Kipachi as he is right now. Who yeah. Yeah. I must admit, though, there was a really cool shot of the three of them when Yami comes back after being punched uh-huh. and Kenpachi and Byakuya are just staring at each other and Byakuya's just got his Zenbongo Sakura just kind of all flowing around him. He's like sitting in a circle of cherry blossoms mm-hmm. and Yami's just there. I think that was pretty cool. There was quite a lot of really nice animated shots in this. It was so interesting because I felt like the pendulum swung backwards and forwards so many times where in one scene it would be really well animated and in the next you had scrawny Kimpachi. You know, it was, like, it was like where they chose to put their animation budget. Yeah. I mean, looking at this picture of um, Manga Kenny, he does look pretty scrawny as well, actually. Mm, that's fair. So, Yeah. I'd say we blame Kubo, but as of the day we're recording this, it's actually his birthday, so we've got to be nice to him. Oh, is it? Happy birthday, Kubo! Happy birthday, Kubo! <laughs> um, okay. It's... How many references can Komamura make to Tozen's eyes? Well, see, that's the thing. Because the an- I mentioned this a couple of episodes back, but the uh, anime have done this thing where they've always animated Tosin with his eyes closed behind his back glasses of his visor, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. whereas Manga Tosin always has his eyes open. Oh. So, um, and we had this minor politically correctness change a couple of episodes ago where Hisagi said to Tosin, I'm going to help you come to your senses, whereas in the anime, in the manga, it's I'm going to help you open your eyes, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. changes the impact of this future event, which is the fact that Tosin's like, I can see, I can see. So it's got that double con- connotation of him being, open your eyes being the symbolic sense, as opposed to a blatant disregard to the fact that he is um, blind. Yeah, it's really interesting because in the dub it's definitely all about the eyes. It's opening your eyes and find a way to open the eyes and to make you open your eyes. It's all to do with the opening of the eyes. But yeah, it's he's animated with his eyes closed, so... Yeah. Maybe Tozen would be able to see if he just opened his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Oh, low blow. <laughs> oh, gosh. 
<sighs> anyway. But yeah, Tosin, I mean, then you really look at Tosin's holification and it's literally just, there's no eye holes in his mask, so, you know. Yeah, it's really weird. It kinda, it's kind of cool, though. I will admit, there's something about that that I really did quite like. Mm-hmm. I think the jarringness of it, especially when it gets, like, the mouth... It was very hollow-esque. Yes, because that mouth just kind of... The crack just appeared. Mm, mm-hmm. And then you could see it throughout the course of the fight until it finally opened and then you got his double mouth. You could see the mouth behind the mask. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you pick up on this, right? Shuhei, at least in the dub, kept calling Tozen Captain Tozen just like Momo did with Aizen. Oh. Oh, I didn't. And it's not oh, really well. Actually, out. he does it. He does it in the manga too. So yeah. Yeah. But huh. nobody calls. Nobody, obviously, Rangiku isn't here to notify us about it. But yeah, I just obviously all of them have been so badly treated. Um, I wonder if Izuru actually. I can't remember much about this, but if Izuru ever refers to or sees Gin, if he refers to Gin as Captain Ichimaru, that'd be interesting because yeah. would then obviously link all three of these characters and how they're feeling about what they've gone through with their captain's betrayals. Yeah, I was going to say, it's one of those... Um, not not a knee-jerk reaction, but automatic pilot mm-hmm. of just... You're so used to one way that it's hard to go and turn... Call them something else. Yeah, it was made a much bigger deal out of with the Momo aspect than it was here. So I just wanted to draw attention to the fact that it happens with Shuhei too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've just put my notes. Reckon that Tozen's just pissed off at all these eye-opening references. He wants them to stop. <laughs> that's why he's that's secretly why he's going resurrection. He's like, right, I've had enough of your shit. Yeah. <laughs> we. I was too busy laughing at the fact that anime. Hisagi, his 69 on his cheek takes up the whole of his cheek. It is so freaking huge, and I never it noticed this before. Changing. It kept changing. I noticed this per each panel that you see it, and one minute it's really thick and bold and takes up a huge part of his face, and then it gets like smaller and thinner in another pat. It's, it's bizarre. It's that, that same thing that we spoke about with Kimpachi's scrawny yeah. figure. Like, it just doesn't seem to be consistent. It's, yeah, it's just. And majority of the time when it was noticeable, it just takes up like the whole of his cheek. Whereas in the manga, it's quite small and it's just below his, um, the tattoo tape, it's not tape, it's an actual tattoo, but the silver line on his face as well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's actually quite small and sophistic- sophisticated as much as a tattoo <laughs> declaring your love for the sex position of 69 could be. But yeah. <laughs> it's brilliant. <sighs> I will say only very bold characters can get a tattoo on their face and pull it off. Yes, yeah. Renji's is pretty good, though. Yeah. Yeah, Renji's is really cool. Renji's pulls it off. Mm-hmm. Saggy needs to make better life choices. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that one should have been somewhere else. <laughs> he could have put it on the back of his hand like the Triforce or something. You know? I mean, he probably got it when he was a kid. Like, as soon as Kensei saved him, he probably went and said, this guy saved me at 169. And he had no, no idea, idea what it meant. And the tattoo artist is just, like, chuckling to himself as he's doing it. <laughs> I like that. That's a great headcanon. That's brilliant. Oh, gosh, that's so good. And now he just lives with the regret. <laughs> <laughs> or does he? Or does he? Right well, I mean, he, he was like, oh, I'm going to get this changed. Um, but then the... The defection happened and the war happened and then uh, Kensei came back and now he can't bring himself to change it because his idol's actually seen it. <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder what Kensei must have thought when he saw that on his face. Oh, I bet everybody else gives him, like, grief for it. Like, oh, sure. Shinji and Love and Rose, they all make fun of him. Oh, 100%. 100%. <laughs> and Rangy, once Rangy finds out what it is. Oh, yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. Uh, that's all I have for tweet now. Um. Yeah. No. Same. Yeah. Episode two ninety then. Two ninety. Okay. So we got manga chapter three eighty five Vice It, which is the name of the volume, and then three eighty six in the volumes. It's called Bells Are Blue, and in the Weekly Shonen Jump, it was called The Best Deal. Um, and it's just seven pages of that one. So this is a very short. Manga-wise, it's only a chapter in seven pages. Mm. 
Okay. So that tells us that there's a lot of filler. Yeah, flashbacks and fight padding. So but this chapter was all flashbacks. Hmm. Um, so all the flashbacks and the fight padding were filler uh, because the flashbacks were covered back in chapter 176 for Tosin and Komomoa's first meeting. And then the Tosin's friend flashback was chapter 148. Okay. Okay. So, yeah. And this is where we got the uh, confirmation about what we were talking about a few episodes ago where Aizen was a lieutenant at the point that Komamora joined. Yes. Yeah, we were try- Yeah, because we were trying to figure that out. We were we like... Did. Took us a while. We got there. Yeah, we got there. Yeah. <laughs> um, I have one discussion point in big capital letters. Can you guess oh. what it is? Uh, uh, uh... It's also got like three exclamation marks at the end of it. Is it... Uh... Uh, him calling Komamura ugly? No. Oh. No. What is it? Sakanade! Saka what now? Sakanade. Shinji Shikai! I know, I'm playing dumb, oh my god. <laughs> You're so mean! <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get to see it, but we, no. we he released his Shikai. Things are... Shit's going down. Yep, the Shikai that Aizen has never seen in it. It's almost like that was like a spoiler for the fact that hmm, we're not going to get to see this episode either, you know? I know, yeah. <laughs> you don't know what it is, and guess what? Neither does the audience. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, yes. But yes, so that's, that's going to take us into the next episode, and hopefully we'll get to see it next episode. I'm assuming that because we're going to be doing, I think we do the next two or three episodes, we should get to it. Oh, yeah, I, it. I have made sure we will get to it. <laughs> There are two major events next episode that You're I need to be to here for. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know because, one of them is, and I know the second one. Yeah, because I know that somebody, not naming any names, you, will be mean, <laughs> and I need to be there to protect them. <laughs> <laughs> Me? Me? Yes. No. You. Never. I'd never do that. Uh-huh. <laughs> Speaking of mean, though, can we talk about the fact that when fucking Captain Dick Wad Tozen got eyes, the first thing he did was call Komamora ugly? Right? Who does that? I love your segue. Mad props on the segue there. Thank you. I'm very proud of that. I'm very proud. (laughs) But, yeah, oh my god. Oh my gosh, you really are ugly? Like, what the heck, dude? It was Komamora's face. Like, he's just, like, he wasn't even upset or angry. It was, like, he, he looked disappointed. He was like, oh, I expected better of you. Yeah. You know? Imagine calling, well, like, so there were many other things that you could have pointed out. Like, oh my gosh, you're actually a wolf. You're an animal. Like, mm-hmm. what is going... No, you're ugly. <sighs> the thing is, is that Kamamura is the first person that he's seen. So how does he not... How does he know that there aren't more people that look like him? Right. I get that he's probably like touched people's faces before, and he's probably touched. I was about to say he's probably touched himself <laughs> before. You know what I mean, right? Like it's through touch alone, he probably knows what his face kind of feels or would look like if he could see. But like, obviously, the texture on Komamora would be totally different. But like, I'm assuming that he's not gone round and touched everybody's faces. <laughs> so how does he know Komamora is quote unquote ugly? That <sighs> annoyed me. Beauty is in the eye of the beholder, Tosin. <laughs> Agreed. And I think Komamura looks fucking awesome. Yeah. Aww. I think he's yeah. awesome. He's grown on me a lot, actually, as a character. The first like couple of times I watched through Bleach, he was just there. You know, he was there. It was it, interesting, yeah. he was just there. But, like, actually thinking about it from the point of view of, like, if I went to, like, if I became a Shinigami and went through the Academy and everything, and who's like division I would want to work in like I would be happy in Komamoros like he's such a really nice character he is he seems like a really well respected captain 100% he would he's got my respect like he absolutely has I would be I would happily serve under Komamora Mm -hmm. (laughs) sorry (laughs) don't know me don't we were doing so well (laughs) I don't know where I am today we don't we were doing so well until you just did that (laughs) Uh, anyway Uh, yeah uh yeah that's oh i have a wee note here though that was like you know how um when in the flashbacks and i know the flashbacks aren't were discussed in a manga ages ago but like 
Tosin says that Komamura was really, really good at masking his presence and that he'd never been able to not sense somebody before. And I was like, couldn't Komamura just have done that and stuck up behind him and just stabbed him through the chest? <laughs> but I get that, like, no, that was a long time ago. He's probably, like, been able to sense Komamura a lot more now. But I just was like, couldn't you have just done that, man? Can you, yeah, couldn't you just done that? There was... Tosin's, we touched a little bit about it mm-hmm. the last episode. Not last episode, podcast episode, but last five minutes ago. Yeah. <laughs> um, Tosin's holification. Yes. So the fact that he could resurrect. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's a lot more a rancor like, and he is this massive fly, probably, probably more cricket. Because that's his shikai and bankai kind of aesthetic is the cricket sounds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, it's just interesting the difference between how is Tosin's holification so different to the Visards or Ichigo. I wonder if maybe they would be able to get Resurrections then, or if that's only a power bestowed upon them by the Hogyoku. Yeah, I want, like, because Aizen's was still kind of in the testing phases when he used the Visors as his test subjects. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. over years and using even more test subjects, like the Arankars, he's now perfected, perfected it to the level of giving Tosin and breaking, finally actually breaking that barrier to make someone a more hollow than more Soul Weeper. Yeah, yeah. Because the Visids are all still kind of more Soul Weeper than they are hollow, whereas Tosin's tipped it in favour of hollow rather than Soul Weeper, if that made sense. Yeah, 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 I remember, yeah. I found it interesting how much these guys all chat and gossip about things. Like, we had Rukia's learning about Ichigo's hollow mask through word of mouth last episode and now this episode we've got Kamamura knowing that Ichigo didn't self-impose the holification on himself that it was Urahara that kind of did it to him so like everybody was like oh well it was Ichigo's wasn't a choice he didn't have the choice you did you chose to do this and I'm like are these bitches all just is that what they do they just sit down have a cup of green tea and chat about Ichigo's holification <laughs> yeah yeah, <laughs> it's at the same time they all dis- they all discuss the changes to his masks that are happening over the time. Yeah, they all just sit down and go, "Right, welcome to the um, the Shinigamis against Ichigo meeting. How are we all doing today?" Oh god, that's funny. But I did think uh, that Tozen had a really good point when he brought that up. He was like, "What is the difference between me doing it and me getting these powers and Ichigo?" And then Komamura was like, "Yeah, but Ichigo didn't choose to have his powers." And I'm like, "How did you know that? Seriously, how did you?" Anyway, it's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Uh, these people know a lot about Ichigo that yes. probably Ichigo doesn't even know about himself. Yes. Like, does he know that his mask has been changing? Does he know that he could oh, have had a no. choice in all of this? I could just imagine Ichigo putting his hollow mask on and checking himself in front of the mirror. <laughs> Not like those scenes oh. of Spider-Man where he's got the mask on and he's like talking to himself in the mirror and like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's good but yeah that's that's pretty much all my notes I don't really have anything major for this one to be honest no things are things are winding up now like when you Mm -hmm. have a look at our lovely colourful spreadsheet we've not got that long to go before we're in the next arc I know things are although I kind of feel bad for the one after not next week but the week after when it's four episodes long and we're both away (laughs) Yeah, we might need to we might need to push it, but we've got some that delving into the dumb guy news that we had last episode, though, right? So we're gonna be able to find out probably about what is it? Is it next weekend or something? It's next weekend. Okay, the expo so is. by the time this episode drops, we might have news. <gasps> we may have news. Guys. Yeah, yeah, news. We'll, we'll definitely post about it on our Twitter and socials. I think. Yeah, at the very least. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it would be good to know if we have a confirmed date. That would be very helpful for us because then it will decide if we can take a week off. <laughs> yes. We've got so much on to go. You're away for like a cruise. I have a wedding. Like I'm not getting. I'm not in the wedding. I'm, I'm a bridesmaid for the wedding for anybody listening. <laughs> uh, we've just got a lot on, and we're like we could all use with that week off. But you know, uh, yeah. got to stick to the strict um, uh, uh, timeline that we've given ourselves. So. Yeah, a date would be nice. Do you hear us, anime people? Yes. A date. A date. 
A date. Give us a fucking date, you wee bampots. And not just the not just the dub date. We want the actual original sub date because yes. knowing our luck, the dub will be an extra six months wait. So um, unless they <laughs> sim your dub it. Even then, but, um, that's still usually a couple of days in between, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, <sighs> I have nothing else. Mm, me neither. Oh. Right, well, that uh, we've not got any additional news for delving into the dung guy, do, uh, do we? Just that little thing about what's happening. Just what's second. happening next yeah. weekend, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, this the, weekend. By the time this comes today, out, yeah. It's already happened, guys, yeah. it was yesterday. <laughs> Go check our socials for updates. Yeah. Um, cool, okay then, so that brings us into our cheery galley cup, Rockside edition. So who wrote it best this week then, Nomi? Ichigo! Wearing his troll face when baiting Maori. That was really good. Ichigo's smile when he jumps into the ground. He knew exactly what he was he doing. He knew. Oh, he knew. He absolutely did. Um, I've got Yami and his manicure from Kimpachi. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright then, what about best ship? I'm going for the obvious. Because it has the to obvious. be said. Somebody's got Kempachi and Biakua. Honestly, I am seeing these two guys in a new light. Really? Yep. Yeah. My goodness. Yes. Uh, yep. My <laughs> ship is uh, Kurosuchi and Urahara's hat. Because it is <laughs> so much like a meat bee as well, wearing the fucking thing. <laughs> nah, his head's too big. It oh, wouldn't fit. That's funny. <laughs> Maybe if you took that feral head thing off that he usually wears. If you took that off. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or maybe he could just get a little mini version made and sit it on the top of his snake thing. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, do that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that reminds me, there was a bit in the anime where he didn't have his, um, they forgot to animate his um, Zanpak toe. So his mm. belt was just kind of hanging low as if there was something weighing it down, but there was nothing actually weighing it down. Sometimes <laughs> it the animation of the show is just <laughs> <sighs> questionable at best. Yeah. Alright then, what about a fandom shout out then? Okay, so my fandom shout out, none of these guys actually, well one of them was in the um, episodes today. Okay. But okay. it is this cute little piece of artwork by oh. 1D1ELC8B58ZDWAO <laughs> on Twitter. What a name. <laughs> and it is a little mini Kuaku and a little mini Ukitaki playing a cello and a violin with Unahana on the piano and Yamamoto just kind of looking over them. And it's just so wholesome and so cute. And I thought it's a nice little happiness and innocentness to kind of bring back the tone of the episode because this episode kind of went downhill a bit at the start. <laughs> oh my God. I I love it. Ugh, I love uh, Yeah. Yeah, that's so fucking cute. That's so stinking cute. I love the the colours that they've gone for as well, like the violin and the, um, is it like the bass viola or whatever it is that he's playing? Like it, I thought it was a cello. But maybe it is a cello. Like t- yeah. Yeah, maybe it is. But they're like red and the rest of it's like muted browns and stuff. It's yeah. really, really pretty. I really like the way they pop. Yeah. Um, mine's is, because <laughs> it's just great, is a Ukitake and Tishiro piece. And it comes from Tomato Scribbles on Tumblr. And it is. That's what I think it is. Oh, okay. (laughs) Basically, Ukitaki just like. Like, he's got his arms on Toshiro, and Toshiro just like so done with this shit. But they're so cute. He's like, hi, my name's Shiro. This is my son, Shiro. Yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> honestly what it's like. And if you scroll down, you've got like adorable. more little, little, um, little sketches of them. Oh, that's <laughs> so cute. Hi, this is my adopted son. <laughs> <laughs> oh, adorable. Um, yeah, so definitely go and check them out. We will have them in our show notes. Click the links. Go give these people some love. Oh, right. And as we got, have we got any more for any more? I think that's it. Everything else I've got is for next podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, let me just uh, take a moment. 
to delay whilst I get the episode numbers that I need for the outro because oh I have them right here because I've got the thing up if you oh, want oh do, do you do you do you I, yeah. I'm, I'm just opening it myself as well it's fine because oh, I usually okay. just I usually just copy and paste them in oh right it is two ninety one onwards isn't it yeah what a twat I am it's fine like I was going to forget something at some point right I'm surprised that I even made it this far uh, <laughs> right okay. <laughs> Well then, you wonderful souls, that is the end of another episode. If you liked what you heard and you want to get involved, you can find us by searching for The Serite on Instagram and T Serite on Twitter. Now, Ichigo and Rukia might reap souls, but we are hoping to reap some five-star reviews, and that is where you come in. Make like our favourite orange-haired protector and Ichigo to iTunes and Spotify to rate us, review us, and make us feel like number one. To those of you listening on YouTube, don't forget to be like Chad and give us that good, good thumbs up. We really appreciate it. On the next episode of the podcast, we'll be covering anime episodes 291, Desperate Struggle with Aizen, Hiraku... Hiraku Shikai, 292 All Out War Aizen vs Shinigami, and 293 Hitsugaya Enraged Blade of Hatred. <laughs> we'll see you so then. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Hey, spider. Hang a sec. No. Die. You're not killing it, are you? Yeah. <gasps> I don't normally kill spiders, but this one, it was I couldn't, like, get rid of it. So I had to just squish it with my phone. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Normally I hide them in cups and leave them there. Deal with them later, yeah. I've got, like, a spider catchery thing that's got these bristles. It's really good because you don't have to get too close to them. I've seen, yeah, my parents have got one of those. Yeah, they're But this really one good. was like a really tiny one. It was on my desk and it was like oh. running towards me. And I was like, <laughs> threatened. Okay. Oh, anyway. Anyway, oh. Uh, it was Yami, come to haunt me. <laughs> <laughs>